0: Welcome to the Come Dog Show.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to the four man world. This is Nicholas speaking, hailing. From Melbourne's beautiful inner western suburbs, much greater than anything south of the Yarra River. And yes, I am copying (laughs) Jashan's catchphrase of listing locations, but he's not in this podcast recording today, so I am taking the reins today. He's unfortunately got engagements he can't get out of. Uh, So today for the four-man wall, or the three-man wall, I should say, I am joined by the man himself, the potato cake machine. Damo, Damo, how you doing? Good, thanks Nick. Yes, yeah, it's uh wonderful to be
2: back uh, after a bit of a hiatus for us all, uh, obviously living very busy lives. Andy uh obviously unavailable due to uh kicking it back with Roger Federer and uh John McEnroe at the tennis and uh yeah, me myself i have been uh in amongst the uh the law and the courts at the moment. It's a busy time, so yeah, um, we'll uh, go over to Andros to speak through his uh, experiences at the Open.
0: Oh yes, hello, yeah, thanks Damo and Nick, uh, great to be here after uh, a couple of weeks off and uh, especially after a big big 25 uh, goal weekend in the A-League and a very nice uh, round of football was played. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was great at the uh, Australian Open over the last uh, few weeks. Saw uh, lots of big names and um, had a lot of fun. It's all over now, and uh, good to be back.
1: Andy, can I ask you? Um, how does it feel to work for an organisation that uh, exploits child child labour, <laughs> whilst whilst you get you know you collect your pretty pennies as you know those bloody <laughs> poor poor children, you know? Working their asses off with the towels, the dryer, the court. Oh mate. Uh, is that is that? Can we expect a comment there or no comment? <laughs> well,
0: I'll just say this: only one in five applicants for ball kids are successful. So that tells you that they want to be there, volunteering, and they're not expecting to be paid. So. That's all I'll say without... Uh, are you authorised to talk to the media? Uh, I am not. Are you the media? Are you the media? <laughs> <laughs> feels like a lot of deflection. <laughs> yeah. There is a bit of deflection. <laughs> used to that. But uh, yeah, no, no further comment. This, this is a football podcast, not a tennis podcast. Well, tennis has balls in it. We're <laughs> halfway there.
1: Football, you know. I'm sure they use their feet sometimes in tennis.
0: Uh, yeah, to run. On the ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you never know. Well, uh, it was a action-packed week of uh, A-League action, but uh, also, to in the transfer space. Quite a few games to go through today, I'd say, but we're still finding our feet after that hiatus, a bit of a personal holiday time for some, and a bit of uh, work busy working periods. So... First game, cab off the rank. It's the action-packed game that it was. Melbourne City versus Adelaide United, Sunday afternoon in Amy Park.
0: Mm. Andy, did you watch the
1: game? Or were you too busy getting <laughs> Novak ready for the final? Yeah,
0: I, I was working uh, during the game, unfortunately, so I couldn't watch it. But I, I just watched um, the the mini-match later the next day. <laughs> I could hear the crowd like, from where I was, because I was working across the road. So just made me... Uh, Missed the place, you know. Amy Park w- want to be over there, but um, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was very m- impressed for the most part with what I saw. Like, City, they did well to fight back in the second half to come back from 3 1 down, um, but unfortunately, they've only got themselves to blame to, to get themselves in that what position a, yeah. in the first place, so.
2: What about the mistakes from Boss and... And Tilio. Uh, yeah, Tilio. they were Tilio, yeah. very poor mistakes. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah,
0: very unlike both of them as well with the season they've been having. So yeah, it was un- uncharacteristic of those two, but yeah, just very poor mistakes. I don't know what was going on. And Tilio one within the first minute as well. Like, you just can't yeah. be doing that in those it's those areas, are. you know. You've got to be a bit more... Bit more switched on uh, in those areas, so
2: apparently, um, apparently there were scouts from overseas watching the game uh, from Germany and really? whether those the scouts were there for watching Jordan Boss or Marco oh. Tilio, <laughs> not yeah, good. that I think you know. Sometimes you, you you might think that the players know that and so Panic they might try and do a few mm. things and um, stuff. So I reckon it in this instance. Um I actually reckon they might have known right. that and they might have tried to be uh might have tried to have done a few things a bit differently and um there they were making two huge mistakes mm. in a game. So they're just silly. Um that's one thing to kinda of consider as well. So,
0: yeah, it's a good point. Um, um yeah, you wonder if if they do know or not. Um but yeah it definitely sounds like it'd be better if they didn't know. <laughs> it's just extra pressure, yeah you know? exactly. But uh yeah like Bosses 1 was... That was just a bad decision-making as well as an execution error, you know? Incredible. Yeah, like... Yes. Do you reckon they bad. know...
1: Do you reckon, do you reckon that's how the NPL players feel when they see they get a shout-out by... <laughs> NPR players, <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. They've got, that, and... they've got that chip on their shoulder now. It's like,
2: oh, no, now yeah. I've got to perform. Yeah. They get the flash next week.
0: It was, a... Week. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, definitely
1: a seesawing affair. Uh, Dame, I asked this question to you. Free all draw and a obvious momentum break. We'll touch on one day's um, horrific injury in a moment. But do you believe uh, City was deserving of a point or were Adelaide uh, probably entitled to have a claim at the three points? I,
2: I actually think that Adelaide were good value for the draw. They definitely started off uh, more intent and more willing to attack and obviously the pressure that they put on the defence caused the turnovers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, you could say that for the Tilio's goal, goal... Uh, Tilio's mistake first um, yeah I don't know it's, it's difficult um, I think they definitely performed well enough uh, especially coming up against the quality side like Melbourne City so I think Viet set up um, really well and um, it's one of those things with Adelaide you never know what you're going to get with them some weeks probably a good thing that um, they did show up because we've seen what uh, Melbourne City can do to teams who aren't performing and don't have that Confidence, mm. uh, they can just come out and absolutely batter you. But uh, this week, they um, Adelaide showed up. Yeah, they they actually performed really well. I thought they actually were good value for their uh, for their point there. Mm.
1: Yeah, they faltered quite a bit um, since the restart of the World Cup. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. Yeah, you know, draws to Brisbane Royal, lost to Wellington Phoenix Jets, uh, wins against you know Perth Glory Macarthur, but four nil lost to Central Coast, a draw to. Adelaide United, and it, I felt watching the game that like they were about to get some momentum back, you know, get yeah. get on the winners list, yeah. a real, you know, um, decisive win, but just close but no cigar.
2: Yeah, I I'd, I'd probably say that um the obviously the injury, and to uh, Juan Day, and we obviously send our uh, best wishes to him for a full and uh, recovery, and hope to see him back on the field. Because um, probably getting to that stage of his career where he might be thinking about retiring after such a uh, horrific incident. But I think prior to the injury, I think they definitely could have closed out that game and uh, got the uh, got another goal because they were well on top. So, yeah, it was just a real shame to see that injury for Kwande. So, yeah, just... Once again, just sending our best wishes to
1: him. horrific incident, and I wasn't paying. I was, it was directly in my line of sight. Um, yeah, but I, I wasn't. I was kind of. Sometimes, when the ball's in possession, you don't pay too much attention. You know, there mm. was um, there was a collision, and I thankfully, didn't hear anything. But the Adelaide subs that were in front of us, I thought it was just another challenge, essentially. But the Adelaide subs, they were warming up. So to put into context, I was sitting behind the goals near the city active end and the Adelaide subs were warming up in that corner at the city end, just right in front of where we were sitting, and um, I think Josh Cavallo was there. They they like were immediately like in shock, you know, holding the bib up, you know, like gasping. So I, I had a feeling it was pretty bad. Um yeah.
2: Well, yeah. yeah, you could definitely tell on the on the telecards you could hear the the collision. Really? I, I was looking at my phone when it happened and then I heard that collision. I'm like, Ooh. wow, that did not Is sound Was it like
0: good. a clash of legs or something? Or like?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could definitely tell.
0: It was near the
1: bench too, so it would have... um. Yeah. It would have, the sound might, would have picked it up nicely. Uh, oh, yeah. But I yeah. mean, nicely. Not 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 in a positive context either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but... <laughs> um, Andy, I've heard this question to you mm-hmm. with regards to the Melbourne City. Yeah. Three draws in a row now. The uh, change yeah. of coaches uh, during the World Cup intermission. Mm. Where do you see, you know, leading into the World Cup, we were painting Melbourne City up, you know, to be a super team and kind of still were, um, even after the change of coaches, they are still getting, you know, some pretty vital wins. Yeah. Where do you see Melbourne City season going out here? They've got a bit of bit of pressure coming from underneath from Central Coast and Western Sydney, which it's probably not as obvious because they faced each other and drew each other, so mm. uh, yeah. no points were gained from either team. Uh, Melbourne City still your number one team to take out the premiership um. uh, leading into the finals, or do you think we've got a bit of a bit of a free horse race going on here?
0: Yeah, I definitely think there's yeah a competition between those three teams. Um, I do still think City will get the Premier's play. Mm-hmm. City's definitely plateaued a bit uh, since you know the World Cup and the, the change of coaches and all that. Um, like you said, three draws in a row. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's time to sound the alarm bells yet. You know, we're still playing pretty well mm-hmm. overall. Maybe yeah, not as nicely as uh, as we were, you know, while PK was there. But there's mm-hmm. definitely still a lot of Great moments, you know, we still scored three goals mm. uh, on the weekend against Adelaide. And they've obviously still got that fight in them to, you know, fight back from being two goals down at halftime. Mm. So, yeah, as I said, I don't think it's time to uh, hit the panic button just yet. But, um, yeah, there's uh, Central Coast and the, and the Wanderers definitely a threat. And um, they both showed what they're capable of uh, in their match against each other on the weekend. But, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Central Coast is the biggest threat. Um just feel like they're yeah slightly more threatening on goal and yeah. um, they look a lot more dangerous. Whereas um, Western Sydney are probably a better defensive side. But yeah, I still think uh, City is uh, sure to take out the uh, the plate by the end of the year. Like we've still got a decent gap on us uh, between you know second place and the top. And um, they uh, they're they're getting draws, but they they haven't had a loss for a while yet, which is good as well. So.
1: So you're suggesting is a bit of a, a mid-season sum, a bit of, you know...
0: A little bit, but... Um, law of averages. Yeah.
1: Like, law of averages, and, you know, I guess what you're suggesting is, you know, kind of um, excellent teams, know how to play poor, and come away with a result. Um, yeah, that's true. That is true to a sense. Good point. Uh, just before we move on to the next game, fellas, is there anything much more we Wish to add? We'll discuss one day's um, injury in the news. Assuming we remember, yeah. we are without our great talisman, Jashan. So <laughs> um, please go easy on us. Uh, is there anything we'd like to add to this game? Uh, game day wise, to um, it was good. I'll just say it was good to have a three pm kickoff. That. You know, wasn't on a thirty-five yeah. degree day. Shout yeah. out to yeah, Channel right. Ten yeah, exactly. for knowing yeah, that it would be 22, yeah, twenty-two and a mile the in Melbourne on that Sunday <laughs> in January. Yeah. Great work, guys. You knew all along. Yeah. Um, but you know, anything to add from that game? Um, no, uh, uh,
2: not not for me. I I think it. I was just a good good game for, for a Sunday afternoon. It was a afternoon. good match. Yeah, it was ent- just, entertaining. one end to end. Yeah,
1: like, yeah I, I I agree. So you know, as Andy discussed the. It's a bit of a bit of a you know arms race happening underneath City to make up that second spot, mm. possibly even first spot yeah. on the cards now, and they played each other each other out on a Saturday night. They did great game. Central Coast hosting it. Western Sydney Wanderers. I watched the whole of it. Two all. It was a good match. Since you watched all of it, Damo. Yeah. Give us the lowdown. What did you think? <laughs> really good game.
2: Uh, End-to-end, physical, played at a very fast pace. Good goals, Sam Silvera and uh, Inga Bacoto goals come to mind as probably two of the best goals. They were good, weren't they? Um, Yeah, I think Inga Bakoto Yeah, Yeah, however
0: you say it. (laughs) Inga I don't
2: know. Uh, I I reckon I signed him in one of my career modes (laughs) in like... FIFA 17, really? FIFA 16. Absolute beast, nice. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still didn't know how to say it back then either. Incredible back heel, was, Yeah, um, Just the direction and the technique to get that beyond the goalkeeper was pretty incredible. Um, but, yeah, I think, again, we've just seen how important Sam Silvera is to the Central Coast side. Um, his ability to fill in or take over the reins from qual as that impact player has been very impressive and so um seem streamlined um so yeah it's it's good to see someone take that responsibility uh, not not all all the time you see someone move overseas and it's difficult for someone to t- assume that responsibility straight away and i think silva has done that uh, almost to a T. So I think mm. he's definitely within, in uh, a uh, stone's throw of a uh, a Socceroos call-up if he keeps up this form.
1: Big mm. words from uh, Daimo. So sarah Andy, uh, yeah. Any any reflections yourself from the game?
0: Um, I actually did watch this one. Um, R- remembering now on the uh the saturday night wasn't it yeah that yeah. was a great game i was this was actually the game i was looking forward to most like going into the round so i yeah. but, like i made sure i kept the time aside to watch this one and uh was not disappointed at all it was uh yeah quality goals as you as you touched on there damo and um just uh real end-to-end stuff just a real high energy game and really put on a a good advertisement for the a-league i think you know it was, just really yeah good crowd yeah. good yeah. atmosphere
1: 8000 8, plus yeah. uh, we had a we had a um, open letter was it from the CEO or president of the mariners Oh uh, yes. yeah um basically the owners they were basically so the, the the essence of the letter is you know and I'm going from memory here was you know celebrating the you know the community spirit of the mariners but also like you know, thanking the fans for their support, but also coming to terms um, with the the, the the reality of their financial situation <laughs> yeah. and uh, blatantly just um, putting it in black and white writing, you know, we operate at
0: this much of a loss. A $2 million uh, a loss year. or something. Yeah,
1: and we've never... Ah. We've, the Mariners have never made a profit mm. and... um. They need eight thousand a game.
0: Just to break to even to
1: break even. Yeah. Uh to br- to break even. Coincidentally, uh they got about eight thousand four hundred or eight thousand six hundred in the game. Yeah. I
2: reckon there probably a few of
1: those were Wanderers yeah, supporters. In the game yeah. with Wanderers where a lot would have travelled up uh primetime Saturday night. Mm. Um you'll take that, of course it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. What are your guys' perspectives on the openness from, yeah. like, from the. I can't remember if it was the owners or. Richard Dale. Yeah, yeah. The owners or the board or city chairman. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, yeah. Are, what are your guys' perspectives on that openness? I mean, you've got clubs like Melbourne City, for example, that are owned by, you know, sh- sh- yeah. Shake. City, city Group Football yeah. Club, essentially Shake Mansoon, who seem like they've got. Yeah. Foreign ownership, mm, yeah, foreign ownership. In the and Sydney FC um, also have, um, you know, international foreign ownership. I, I personally think it's a welcome bit of openness, but yeah, I I really like it. At the same time, like Andy, do you feel that by putting a minimum like attendance, it's a bit bit, bit of pressure on the fans who are there, just there to support their team and not um, think about? I don't I don't think that no, I don't think it's putting
0: pressure on them. I think it's just a good way to sort of put it into perspective on you know what it does take to like to break even financially just to you know cuz you can say a figure, you know you can say we are you know we make a 2 million dollar loss, but what does that look like you know broken down per game. I think it's just a good way to sort of make it more clear and be more uh transparent with the fans and um yeah, I thought the the letter was uh it was refreshing. I thought it was uh really good thing to do and if if I was a central coast mariners fan i'd I'd be I'm not happy to read it because obviously you don't want to see that your club is struggling financially, but um right. I would appreciate the honesty and it would probably make me more inclined to you know go to more games and get try and get more people like friends and family to come along as well
1: Damon do you think there might be like like troubles in the financial like in the revenue streams? of the league if a club and the Mariners are a community club they're not one of these yeah. big big clubs that you know have bigger than the, big yeah. like, big brands big dollars uh, big flash signings they are a community club that you know with a lot of players they source they themselves work, from they're, they're smart yeah, they bomb yeah. to the top do you think it sends warning bells though we've also got Victory having invest uh in financial issues and oh, having yeah. to secure investments <laughs>
0: yeah do you think it.
1: it kind of s- speaks a bit of warning to the league about how the league is financing and do you think maybe something like you know I, I think you've been vocal about this yourself like establishing a proper transfer market for example could help with Um. yeah
2: no obviously uh, and we've obviously seen with the transfer of Garen Qual, like that they got six hundred k or something, so that's obviously a fair chunk of money, and that's not two million dollars still, so Garen Quailss a once in a almost a lifetime well we we don't want to say anything because we don't want to drink him or anything, but he's a once in a lifetime uh or generational talent six hundred k and he's only him. Exactly, Mm. and he's only going for 600k. Yeah. What does that say about our standing in world football and the absolute criminal transfer
0: fees we allow our players Mm. to leave? Yeah, they need to play more more hardball, I reckon.
2: On a day where Harry Souter has joined Leicester City for $24 million, Australian... There you go, wow. You know, it puts into perspective the amount of money that could be mm. flushed back into the game from on-selling on and clauses in contracts and so much that we just don't get. We don't have this proper understanding of what a transfer market mm. does for the whole game. And the sooner we can build that f- up, the sooner that we don't have to send out letters to our Mm. members saying, look, we're really struggling, Um, your attendance at games is pretty much vital for us to survive in this environment. That shouldn't happen. Mm. There are so many ways that football clubs can make money through strategic means, especially one being the transfer market, and we just don't do enough to Mm. actually put it on a pedestal and say, this is what we need. It doesn't have to be outgoing transfers overseas. It can be inbound, and that's where it, yeah, or um, domestic, and that's where you build up the the value of our players, and that's when you start seeing more money being flushed through the game from the top down. So again, it's Mm. it's really we're we're only just shooting ourselves in the foot.
0: Yeah, good good
1: point. So, Taras Skamulka, for example. I'm not across the rules for inter for A League transfers internally, but as far as I'm aware, we don't have transfer fees uh, for internal transfers. Damo, correct yep. me if I'm right. wrong. No, that's right. I-, I think, in my opinion, we could. I agree with you, Damo. We could benefit from having internal transfer fees, and yes, they would be proportionate to the financial strength of these Obviously, clubs. Yeah,
2: exactly. That that might only be fifty but grand. If- 100 yeah, grand. but
1: if Garang Quoel was to do an internal move within the league first. It could set the stone for his value, you know, if we have exactly. if we're transferring mm. players, exactly for internal, you know, um, you know, if we set up pl- if we can set values to our, our clubs internally, you know, then Graham Call isn't going for 600k, um, he could be going for a bit more and pump some more money into the Mariners. Mm. It, That's and, it. Uh, I believe, you know, Taras Kamuka who just left through mutual consent and then the next day he gets signed for Brisbane which suggests that he was always going to go to Brisbane but he needed to break out of his contract to get a move in the first place. Well, not that Melbourne City needed the help but doesn't give them.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but, but, you know, if Taris was to go move overseas if Brisbane paid a transfer fee then his value would be set, you know? That's right. It gives them a floor. Yeah, I agree. But... His value could also be very low, because that's what all the buying power of our clubs but, might be. Mm,
2: that's exactly right. That doesn't matter. At least we're starting somewhere. You've got to start somewhere, and you've got to mm. build it up. The, the only thing no. is,
0: like with a domestic transfer fee system in place, does that then... you know, If it's not a uh, level playing field financially for all the clubs in the A-League, does that then put some clubs at a disadvantage, like, say, how does, like... A...
2: Well, I think, yeah, and that's the other thing as well. We need to get rid of the salary cap. We're always going to have big clubs and we're always going to have small clubs. The bigger clubs always operate at a higher percentage of the salary cap anyway. The lowest clubs, like Central Coast, will operate at a very minimum Yeah. of that salary cap. So the salary cap is literally just holding these teams within, like, a little... Uh, space that they can either move a little bit more this way or a little bit more that way Mm. no team can fully just do what they're set out to do if Central Coast want to be a development club they can be a development club if Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC want to win trophies they can do that if that means that they poach all the players from the smaller clubs so be it there's that money flowing through the leagues and through the whole pyramid if it's connected, which it
1: isn't at the moment. I might put a pin in the conversation right there but great insight from you fellas. Uh I, I there's definitely a lot of sentiments that agree, but I reckon we could talk about <laughs> Can I can I just can I just, uh, can I just uh could talk about it all. I could talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on this, you know, a bit of an off
0: season special, oh, shit, you know. Like we can we can have some good discussions on this. I was just gonna say if do you think um Central Coast could have got more for qual if they had have held him a little bit longer, or do you think his value is set and uh you know we would never have got more for him no way
2: um as soon as any <laughs> any team overseas offers a triple six figures uh six figure um fee for someone who's just burst onto the seam scene, scene, it is almost a hundred percent guaranteed that they will likely accept it and I think I would say that Qual would have obviously wanted that move anyway mm. so it's barely yeah you can't really yeah do you much. don't want to hold them back yeah, as well <laughs> so if they're ready, ready right, to man. go yeah you don't want to hold them back because you want them to progress yeah. in their career and then, he'll just let his,
1: and then he'll just let his contract expire he'll just let his contract expire and get a free move yeah, yeah. true. It, odds, That's odds exactly is right, Qual so. is not a long term contract so yeah Uh but and and As far as the current market situation goes, in the grand scheme of European transfers, Australian A-League players to to top-flight European clubs is a pretty uncommon transfer in the grand scheme of the European transfer market. So they can normally, the price is normally a lot lower than uh, what there's what's a more common market, you know, the European transfer market. Moving on to another belter of a game and uh, a belter of a pitch, if I do say so myself. I'd just like to acknowledge the peak A League moment of the week. Hey. Peak. A League moment of the week. I'll cue myself in if that's okay.
0: <laughs> You're more than welcome, to <laughs> Nick. <laughs> No, 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 Nick. Peak
1: A League moment of the oh, week. What staying, have you got right? for us? Thinking about this long and hard. <laughs> so I'd like to say I turned the TV on at one PM, uh, but truth was I was hungover on Saturday. <laughs> when I went on my social media to see the pitch on Saturday afternoon, I was uh, intrigued. You know what they say. What What really adds to the atmosphere of. A professional football match. Um, the is it, response is it race will cars? always be... The, uh, thanks, <laughs> The response will always be, oh, yeah, Bruce, a good-looking pitch, but how about we get, you know, some motor cars to go through it and, like, have a motor car track around it? I think it would be really sick, bro. uh That is... <laughs> <laughs> Half-time entertainment. That is, that is my PK league moment of the week, lads. Playing an A-League game at a bloody motorsports venue, which... Is buddy the motor the motor track is smaller than the bloody an athletics track. (laughs) I don't know how to even do motorsports there, let alone play football. And they've got you know the bloody um the motor safety fencing that looks you know like one of one of of the fences in the hardcore ultra sections you know (laughs) uh, all around the stadium. And the bloody pitch looks like it's been used for motor motor motorsports too. Oh, bloody yeah. I think it was it was. (laughs) not to make light out of the situation on Sunday afternoon but if they didn't let an ambulance go on that pitch I'd just you know it's like what's the worst that could happen from there the pitch is already in tatters that was my peak A-League moment and I'd just like to mention some might discuss the whole situation on Sunday could be classified as peak A-League moment but as the peak A-League moment commissioner I'm ruling it out uh because there's bigger things at stake, and peak A League moment still needs to have a bit of joy, a bit of happiness to it, and that was truly a, a you know a ter- horrible horrible event for one day. So that's no way is that fast between the ambulance ever going to be classified? Just stating for the record, Wellington versus Perth Glory lads, pretty good game, bit of a belter. Uh, Damo, question for you. Yeah, was it a red card or a yellow card on Tim Payne? Probably the wrong person to ask. Obviously, I
2: think we gotta start uh, acknowledging the absolute Roberto Carlos and Marcelo. That is Jacob Douse. Jacob Doust. Uh He's he's come into the squad. I think mean, he hasn't even started a game yet, and he's uh, he's just been putting some absolute beach balls on the bloody heads of his. Uh, Strikers, and they have been um, reciprocating by putting them in the back of the net. He's got four assists in his last five games, Oy. and he's honestly been a kind of uh, a bit of a unexpected success from signing from Broadmeadow. So Broadmeadows, oh, wow. I think I'm, I'm yeah, Broadmeadow Magic in the mm. Northern New South Wales NPL. Wait, Broadmeadow oh, yeah, Magic in
1: New South Wales?
2: Yeah, yeah, no. diff- different Broadmeadows. Broad, different Broadmeadows, probably a nicer one. And, yeah, and nicer
1: <laughs> probably
2: a nicer one. Newcastle citizens, please let us know. Is Broadmeadows, New South Wales, better than Broadmeadows, Victoria?
0: Oh, I'm Google. Yeah, the XBT, the Sydney stops there. I see it on the list of stops.
1: That's in Melbourne, maybe. Yeah.
0: No, I think there's... I think it stops in... Oh... Alright, I think I thought Broad I Broadmeadow
1: is the geographic centre of Newcastle City. Its main yeah. commercial hub is ah. located at the Nine Ways. In 2016, it had a population of approximately 1,600.
0: Good to know.
2: Absolutely incredible, and the birthplace of Ruben Zadkovich really? to becoming an A-League manager.
0: Yeah. Oh, like that's where, that's he... where he did his apprenticeship. Oh, okay, yeah. I like
1: to say at Broadmeadow magic. How good is Perth Glory and how big of a fraud is Jashan? Oh,
2: absolute the fraud. The Jashan <laughs> is a fraud. Ruben Zadkovich he's is a he's fraud. He's going to cut this Ruben bit Zadkovich out of Zadkovich. the podcast. He's
1: hopeless. He's, <laughs> hopeless. he's hopeless. <laughs> he's hopeless. He's a fraud. <laughs> Mate, you've been Zadkoviched. <laughs> you've been absolutely zadkovic You've <laughs> been Zadkovich. How good is Ruben Zadkovich, guys? He is a, well, a manager. Well, I wouldn't say he's still...
2: <laughs> I, wouldn't say I, he's a I a probably genius. wouldn't say he's still... Doing much, but um, uh, obviously being at home, um, for the like the last six weeks has helped them. Uh, kind right, he's, of, he's done it in the
1: distance derby.
2: Yeah, he's done it in the distance he, derby he's, as well. He's, 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 he's on a bloody points. racetrack.
1: That's as far away. That's as far away as you can get from Macedonia. But that's exactly what it <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is. So apparently, I travelled 5,000
0: k's round trip. I think for that away trip, yeah. which is crazy. that's So, yeah, look, um, credit
2: to Zadkovic. I think he's um, started to get a little bit of cohesiveness going with his squad. And David Williams has really uh, become a uh, a bit of a focal point for them as well, which is good Mm -hmm. to see they've got Taggart in the squad as well, and David mm. Williams, who can both score goals. So they have goals in that squad. It's just a matter of them being able to get the ball to them. And obviously, I had mentioned him before, Jacob Dias, um four assists in his last five games. So, yeah, he's he's one mm-hmm. that um, has flown under the radar. And, yeah, it would be interesting to see um, if they can continue this form. Um, I haven't been winning many games I know, true. Well, they have actually. They've won 5 games, but
1: Perth Glory is the Melbourne Victory A team, so <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> all right, that's all right.
2: Well, yeah. they are up to 7th. Uh, so yeah. they're, only they're equal on points with Macarthur. Mm, I feel like this Perth
1: Glory team reminds me like a lower quality version of the Western United team from last year. A very pragmatic team, you know, they they're not they're not overachieving. Um with their resources, you know they've got like a lot, like a lot of a lot of experience in there, but also a bit, a fair bit of inexperience. Yeah. So they they are not overly ambitious in their style of play. Uh, you know, I reckon Zadkovich. I is think that a that job. probably just
2: describes Ruben Zadkovic to a T. To be honest, not over a... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not over ambitious.
2: <laughs> not over ambitious in his play. Yeah, that would describe <laughs> Ruben Zadkovic. Fair um, enough. Yeah, I think um yeah really it's been good to see them. Improve over the last couple of weeks um, after I predicted them to finish like 11th, proving me wrong, which is not hard to do. But it, yeah, uh, yeah, that's
0: Perth. Okay, Perth. Watch this space, Andy.
1: Just touching mm. on that comment about the 5,000-kilometer round trip. Imagine if you're a Perth Glory fan. Yeah. You're like you're like all right. This is the year I'm going to do the distance derby, and they're playing at the Palmerston North race <laughs> Yeah,
0: what a destination! <laughs> you, it,
1: you don't even get to go to the cake tin, in Wellington. <laughs> you know you have to go to Palmerston, Palmerston North, and you know New Zealand's had a bit of a shocker weekend with uh, floods in Auckland. So yeah, uh, yeah. Feel, feelings out to anyone who's been affected by that. Yeah, thoughts.
2: Well, yeah, I think we'll just touch on the Newcastle and Brisbane game maybe, and then just.
1: Yeah, I, we, I can, I can sum it up for you. Um, Brisbane, <laughs> a fucking shit. No. Oh, Joshan. <laughs> oh, cop that Zadkovich fraud guy. <laughs> oh. Um, Andy, I'll throw, it, I'll throw it to yeah. you quickly, then I'll throw it to you, Damo. So you got, you know, the victory, Sydney, Newcastle Jets, Brisbane Raw, and the Macarthur Western game. You know, the irrelevant derby. <laughs>
0: irrelevant derby. Yeah, And um, by that
1: I was referring to the first game I mentioned, victory versus Sydney. <laughs> 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 yep. Um any any, any comments side? Like, did you manage to catch any of them Andy like any any in thoughts or ruminations?
0: Any of the uh, any of the other matches Not or? for me. Just the the Newcastle game, bloody uh great stuff from them, four nil win. Where's that been all season? You yeah,
2: know? Reno Piscopo yeah, finally
0: finally got for, the week I traded
2: him out of my fans. I've said it, I've been saying it, that as soon as Reno Piscopo can find some form and play that Daniel Pena role that Newcastle Newcastle, all of a sudden, become a different team. It's yeah, so man. important that he can get on the ball and start actually moving it with some mm, purpose. Definitely. Like Daniel Pena, Pena did the season prior. So. Uh, for
1: Pappas just sending Deshaun into the into the fraud zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the uh, question, Andy, to answer your question, where was that formal season? They can't play Brisbane Roy. Right yeah, either. that's true, that's <laughs> true. But they just looked a lot um, more
0: a lot more confident, um, a lot more free. Although Brisbane did look pretty sluggish in defense I'll admit that. Well, Brisbane uh, historically
2: have this awesome defense and it's just gone completely yeah, it's, missing. It's disappeared, yeah.
1: Everybody like paper bag trying to carry yeah. water. That's right. Around. <laughs>
0: Their last goal, especially, like, they they just given up by that point. Yeah, Archie Goodwin, good to see him yeah. get on the score sheet. Good goal, but, yeah, they, there was no defending going on.
1: Uh, also, for the Newcastle, good for the Newcastle fans to get a win at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely. A good
0: few performances
2: did, on the did road. Did we hear but... that the terrace yeah, the, the Navakastrian,
1: that's oh, no, how could no, I forget. no more. Really? Yeah, how could I forget? And But they're, they're moving on to Greener Pastures' influence in the Newcastle music and fashion scene.
0: Ah. <laughs> Incredible. What? Turn of <laughs> events. I, I've missed all this. Really?
1: Yeah, in the statement, they were like, <laughs> you know. I'll look this up. In the statement, they were saying there's too much of a strain on resources. I think is, what they're saying, what they couldn't do, um, you know, be the active area. But they're like, oh, but don't worry, the Terrace Nova like brand will live on and, like, like, and will continue to influence the music and fashion scene in Newcastle. Wow, okay, there you go. I should bring up the exact. That should have been PK yeah.
0: at the moment. Fuck. They're to forget. Where, where is our, this statement? I don't think
2: we've, I don't, I don't think we've m- mentioned this at all, but Dwight York. Oh, is no yeah, true. The head coach of MacArthur FC. Yeah, that's a big talking point.
1: Yeah, he called him a pub team. Also another PK at
0: yeah. the moment, but. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't and know apparently, has
2: been linked to the vacant Aberdeen uh, managerial position. Okay.
1: Mate, because you know the SPFL is in full of Literally, pub games. yeah, <laughs> and full yeah. of Australians.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I wasn't in the um, in the room when he was, you know, giving his his dressing down to the players. But he must have said some bad stuff to just get sacked like that. I,
2: I've always had this kind of yeah, I've had this feeling with Dwight York because like, I, I just think he thinks that the leg's a bit of a Yeah pretty shitty run kind of competition. And Mm. I reckon he might have thought that when he... Maybe when he first came here, when um, he was with Sydney FC. Obviously, it was a different time back then, but um, MacArthur itself probably wasn't the best team for him to get appointed to. Obviously, there's a lack of fans and lack of kind of experience... Um, from, like, yeah, the backroom staff yeah, yeah. and, like, just it being such a new club. I don't think he really had that... Had I don't think he felt like he had the backing and, like, that he could stay here and build something. I just don't think he had enough faith in the league. So I could see it... I feel like I could see it from a from a distance that he would kind of pull the plug at some point.
1: What are we going to do with those Dwight, D-Y hats? Yeah. <laughs> um, so back on the terrace, Nova NovaCastia. Mm. The final paragraph of the station of their statement is: Our group will continue mm. to aim for a positive impact on sport, fashion, music, and lifestyle in Newcastle. We sincerely hope to return to our full capacity as an active support group before the end of the season. Until then. We will continue dialogue with both the Newcastle Jets and APL while our social media channels will remain operational. Interesting.
2: Yeah, that is yeah. really. So, what happens got- with the? What do they? What do they feel like is the issue? Did they say like they just didn't have enough members? Didn't have many casual members? Yeah, random thing to do. Like, even if you've only got a hundred blokes,
1: it is not our intention for this welcoming space at matches to be interpreted as a leisurely, inadvertent, careless, lethargic, unorganised, or apathetic place. Mm. For group leadership to allow any of those ideas to continually manifest would be to set a poor example and stain the fabric of active supporter culture. Our group takes responsibility for half of the success and failure of the Newcastle Jets, with the other end upheld by the players and staff.
0: Mm. That's a big uh, responsibility to put on yourself. (laughs) That's a very, yeah,
2: almost... Pretty much claiming bloody they're at fault for the team being shit.
0: Yeah, I think that's a bit. <laughs>
2: okay. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. That, that just seems a bit odd for me. Um, so, yeah. what? There's going to be but no. Active... That, that, it is the way that, yeah, it is the way that active support is unfortunately going at the moment. It's definitely losing um, its. Uh, its popularity, as it were, was at the start of the season. Mm. Um, obviously, the decisions have caused those, but um, yeah, sad to see. Obviously, one of the uh, OG uh, terraces, OG fans, uh, fan groups um, heading in
1: a bad way. So, I think Terrace Costa has been there since 2018-19. Yeah, it was the squadron before them? Yeah. Was it, was
0: it different squadron. people running it, or just a name change? Like oh. I wouldn't mm. be too sure. It would be. I think it said yeah. somewhere in there that they were hoping to be back, because I, f- I found the statement as well. Yeah, it says, We sincerely hope to return to our full capacities and active support group before the end of the season, so they might be back.
1: Alrighty, oh, now that we've covered the game, shall we head into some news? Yeah, let's cover let's some news, it. I think. So, first news item uh, of the week came from the match day itself was the. I'll, I'll, Put it as appalling, um, maybe not appalling, but you know, uh, lackluster response time for such a critical incident with uh, one day's injury. Uh, Andy, if I could just get your thoughts on the response. Well,
0: I, I wasn't there, so I don't have a, a true sense of how long things sort of took. I, I, I hear it was a long time, you know, about half an hour all up, but you know, like surely there shouldn't be any grey areas for this sort of in- injury. Like it should be black and white, like, you know, you see how serious the injury is, you get the ambulance on, like, they're ready to go, like, that's what they're there for, and they don't muck around, you know, like, mm. there shouldn't be any need to wait around or figure anything out. Um But, like you said, uh, it's not a perfect world, I guess, and I guess there's more to it than that, mm. but you, you don't want a player, you know, having to sit through that much, probably excruciating pain mm. for any longer than they have to, so... um yeah, I, I assume they'd have to do something to improve the response time on that. But yeah, that's about all I can say. I remember, um,
1: I remember watching an AFLW game in the season just gone by where a player broke her leg, and I think they had an ambulance on site, but then they couldn't resume. It was this was in South Australia, though, yeah, and they couldn't resume the game. The another ambulance came onto the vent, came onto the venue. Yeah, uh, because cause they, they had to have one before they yeah. resumed the game. So she got treatment from the ambulance, but the ambulance then, oh, I guess it could leave, but the players were just still having to
0: stay up, idle, and warm until the next ambulance arrived. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I get Yeah. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Do you think that was what happened here? Or? Well, the
1: ambulance wasn't there to begin ah, with. okay.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: They had to call. It was about. Yeah. I was at the game. It was about an
0: eight-minute response time, but then ah, three sure, minutes delay. Surely they uh, would have one there ready to go.
1: They wouldn't let the ambulance on the pitch. They only let it go up the sides. Right. Uh Yeah. Um, uh, Day on to you. I'll yep. ask. Uh, so there's been some claims and talk on Twitter and the commentary that. Apparently it's not a requirement under the Victorian state yeah, government to that. have an ambulance on the field. Um, and then it's a bit of a grey area in the true backstory of the situation of, is well, you'd hope it's not cost-cutting, whether it's the A-League cost-cutting yeah. or that the situation in the state is so. such that they don't have an ambulance spare for these types of things. Do you think the response was appropriate on the match day? Um, I don't.
2: No, I, I can't really say anything or else you know, it would get taken out of proportion. But I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely in line with the general um, decline in kind of money and funding and stuff. Like even if there is a severe um, lack of um, ambulances and stuff to go around for the general um, public, obviously um, that makes sense. But even if mm. there is, I feel like a league that has obviously money to throw around, they will make sure that there is an ambulance at a game, making sure that the well-being of the players is uh, paramount. Pun. Mm. Well, well said. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I watching the game, I thought, wow, this is unbelievable. Why are we waiting? It was forty minutes until play resumed again. From the time Juan de left the field in the ambulance, and it was just, it was painful. It was painful for, obviously painful for Juan de, obviously, but it was painful for the, the fans to see like him, yeah, having to sit there for so long for forty mm. minutes. Obviously, you must have been in absolutely excruciating pain. And credit to him, the... he did not. He it must have been in just complete shock when it happened, but yeah, he I think he handled it extremely well, and um, probably just speaks to the character of the bloke. And Mm. um, I just felt so sorry for him that um, you know that this was the case that he had to wait however long it was to get um, paramedic uh, help. Um, Obviously, the doctors Mm. there and everything were obviously doing their jobs and stuff, but yeah, the wait. Itself was... Um, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll find that a lot of leagues overseas will keep an ambulance or... S- yeah. Um, That'd be a wake-up call. Uh, ...medicos at the, at the game. And it, yeah, it just comes down to, obviously, the lack of funding and a lack of money um, in the game itself. And, obviously, we don't know the shortages of ambulances. Oh, there yeah. might have actually been the same amount as there was, what, two and a half years ago. But...
1: You never know. Alright, on to the next news item before we talk transfers, and we've got a few transfers to go through, so we might have to power through them a bit. Yeah. Uh, lads, this is fresh, <laughs> hot off the press. Oh no. Uh, a bit of a bit of a bit of soccer twitter drama, oh, if you oh, don't yeah. mind. A bit of a bit of Australian <laughs> football drama. I'm not too sure if you've been keeping up, but this keep up put it had a podcast. Uh, I I, I haven't oh, uh, yeah, found the original podcast.
0: Oh uh, yeah yes. the, 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 the
1: yeah they haven't the they haven't found the podcast and I don't listen to podcasts <laughs> apart from my own especially when it comes to Australian I'll I'll listen to Hamish Shinnie every once <laughs> and a because yeah I admit there are the only people that do comedy better than me um, but I won't listen to anyone else talk about Australian football on podcasting apps because we're the ones who do it best trust me
0: um, fair call Nico. <laughs> Yeah,
1: right <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah Yeah right, right. But uh, he's, he's dropped the quote And Keep Up posted it And then quickly deleted it And now I think they've put it back up Because it's too late for damage control <laughs> yeah. Vukovic quote on saying On the players pod With regards to the selection yeah. uh, Between him and Mitch Langerak Did I deserve to be there? 100% Did Mitch Langerak deserve to be there? I don't think so Uh, dot, 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 you can't pick and choose when you're going to play for the Socceroos, insinuating that, you know, Mitch retired for a bit, then came out of retirement when he thought it was a chance. Um, A bit of a civil war brewing here. Uh, Whose side are you on? Team Mitch or uh, Team Vuk? Um, It's a tricky Uh, one. Team Mitch for
0: me. Team
1: Mitch,
0: yeah. I I see what Vukovic is saying, though. Like, I don't know if he was the best, you know, like, in the best form compared to Langerak, but yeah, maybe that's what swayed uh, Graham Arnold's decision. The fact that, yeah, he's been available for selection mm-hmm. the whole time, and Langerak hasn't. So, yeah, it's it's a tricky one.
1: I can supersize with for both camps, really. Like, Vukovic is a good goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and Mish Langerak's also an excellent goalkeeper. At a certain point, like, they're playing at similar levels of competition, uh, there's no real means test to compare them if you understand what yeah. I'm saying. You can't, you know, it's not like
0: if you have, uh, um, not as easy as other positions, a yeah. few
1: wingers, like a few, a few, a few, few wingers, like you know, you're you, you, you picking between Tilio, Atkinson, yeah, uh, Atkinson's not a winger, that but mean, you know, yeah. plays of similar qualities like McLaren, yep. Duke. I think, I think I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I kind of agree with v- Vukovic here. To an extent, uh, to say it publicly, I disagree. Yeah, probably not the best way to <laughs> go about I, uh, it.
2: Is. It's just fuck it. It's just rubbing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. What
1: What's with um the World Cup goalkeepers and yeah. drama? What about yeah. that bloody guy, um the Polish keeper making fun of uh, not like calling yeah. out Matt Ryan? Yeah. Oh, um. Thank God he's onto onto yeah. Zid Alkema, who's and he's starting too. Uh, but I I think you know. If Vukovic, you know, if you leave the team you're no guarantee to get that mm. position back and if Vukovic was the one selected, I mean at the end of the day we're arguing over a position, um, that didn't get any yeah, game time. That, that is
0: true. But still a big deal to be on the on the tour with the with the team. But it's such a big deal to like from a personal experience to go to mm, Be part Cup of the is, squad, yeah. Honestly, like
1: and and Matt Ryan would have never never let up his spot. Turns out, um, he, he was very solid yeah. for the whole World Cup. Yeah, oh, I have to say I can. Mm. on am team team Blukovic, You know, uh, form and fitness. We were talking about before the mm. World Cup, and uh, I don't agree with him putting it on the public yeah. record though. Well, it probably would have never been noticed if Keep Up didn't decide it was a good idea to tweet yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's true.
2: I mean. I don't know, I was reading something, and apparently, like, Danny Vukovic hasn't always been the best of, you know, he's never, he's always been kind of a bit rough around the edges, probably only in his um, later years that he's probably uh, matured a bit and stuff, so, like, but I think saying this, just, yeah, it's not, not necessary, like, come on. Yeah, especially after um, after the World Cup. You know, obviously, mate. everyone everyone went through COVID, and did like things that they thought were best for their family. Oh, yeah. And it really depends. Like Japan, I know, had very strict um, measures. Belgium, where Vukovic was, probably not not as strict. Obviously, so depending on availabilities to get out and then to come back in to the country, it is a huge decision to make um and to put put your life on hold for the um national team okay you might not play um but it's just yeah it, it's a childish comment to make and mm, I, again like Danny Vukovic hasn't been the golden child his whole life as well so he hasn't made himself available for something comment. so yeah he can't be going around saying those kind of things when he's got a bit of a history it's a it's a
1: completely loose comment
2: I'm with Mitch Langerak, and I think, um, yeah, I think he should have been there based on his uh,
0: um, quality.
1: Mm. Doesn't matter anyways, because uh, Joel Gauchy's going to be goalkeeper. That's exactly right. Joel Gouchy, it'll be, it'll be Interesting things, to see, like, yeah. the
0: next generation. You know, who, who else? Like, once you know, Matty Ryan's gone, you know, Redmayne's not going to be around forever. And, yeah, Gauchy might be first choice. But I- I'll say it. next?
2: I'll say it. Like, Redmayne and Vukovic. I'm not even in the top five goalkeepers in the A-League at the moment.
1: Yeah, probably not. Oh, no. It goes Gauchi, Oli Sale, who's Kiwi, yeah. so he can't play for the Socceroos. Uh, Gauchi, Oli Sale, and uh, Lawrence Cameron Thomas and Tommy Glover. Cameron Cook and Tommy Glover. Cameron Cook, Glover, no, yeah. Yeah. Cameron Cook too. Um, I've just had the pleasure of watching uh, Gauchi up close and personal. He's uh, in
2: yeah. yeah, I'm um, a big Gauchi. He won't right. be happy with that lecky, uh <laughs>
1: With that lucky goal, though. That's Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a pearler to watch because yeah. I was sitting right, right behind... Online, yeah, I thought you would like, have been. ...right behind, like, the direction of the ball, so it looked like it was coming towards me the whole time. Yep. And you could just see, like... Yeah. He saw it a bit late and he just couldn't quite get that to it. That bounce was right in Just front, I mean. squeezed mm. in between his hands. it was a good strike, though. pretty beautiful so to good. watch. Yeah, you. I, I, I was watching it and, like, it's going to get saved yeah. and it just went into the net. It was perfectly pretty good feeling. There. Um... So, we got some transfers yeah, to go Yeah, we just tonight. come over some,
2: eh? It's, um, it's been a pretty busy uh, day. The, we've obviously had the uh, transfer deadline day in Europe and uh, England. So, um, obviously, Harry Souter gone to Leicester City Huge for news. $23 million or $24 million as Bailey Wright, uh, on loan to Rotherham from Sunderland, and obviously in the A-League. We had Taras Gamulka going to Brisbane Raw, and uh, Joel King is back on loan at Sydney FC from his club in Denmark, where he hasn't quite managed to uh, now down a, sp- a starting po- position. So, I mean, it's good to see that... Um, Sydney FC are keeping tabs on his situation and obviously trying to nurture him through whilst he tries mm. to find his feet Might do him with
0: <clears> like overseas, coming back to the so league for a bit. Just yeah. To, yeah. as you said, find his feet and get some form back.
1: Yeah. I think Tom Roderick did something similar early in his career oh, yeah. too.
2: Yeah. Roger or like I can't remember. No, nah, rog- 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 came back
1: up. There. Rogic came back to yeah. victory for for a season, and then went back the and season.
2: started yeah making a bit of an impact. So obviously it it can work, and um hopefully for Joel King's sake he can push uh Caballo. Out of the Sydney FC um, starting eleven and start finding mm. some form.
1: Good call, Robbie Cruz too. Also joining Brisbane.
0: Really, Royal. has that been? I confirmed? think Cruz. Yeah, been confirmed. Been Yeah, Cruz has been training Brisbane with Royal. them for a while. Um, you know, just the. Fir- I believe, like. Yeah. Just f- further
1: condemn Jashan's team. You know, to to fraud <laughs> status. <laughs> Damo, well, did you mention Dylan Winslow Halls yeah. to Central Coast? That one's fine under the radar. I and, rate
2: that. And also, um, I'll have to say, like uh, Christian Theoharis moving to Central Coast. I thought he was really good the other night, as well for yeah. Central Coast. So Central Coast, um, obviously in the wake of Quall leaving and Cummings being a bit injured, um, definitely requiring some, as uh, yeah, some backup. And obviously, Wenzel Hall's and Theoharis teammates at Western United, but. Probably couldn't quite show their true bloody form, I think. I don't think the system's quite suited them. So, I think a move to Central Coast where they play a little bit more open can really um, start to see them kind of flourish. Yeah, I was saying,
1: I reckon, you know, Wenzel Hall to Central Coast is a really good move. Yeah. I think he'll suit I the play yeah. as you agree. And I think it's a good light attacking move. Like, you know, Central Coast often don't get players... That often don't get players that they get, like, youngins in. And kind of players who, are re- and, and often players who are returning back to the A League um after a stint away, um, but I, I, I find it's a good attacking move. Uh, I just and then there's that oh, Wenzel Halls is still young. Just hope, it is his third club. I just hope he isn't becoming one of those A League yeah. journeymen at such a I, young age. I really like, thought he
2: was doing all right at Brisbane Roar and yeah. like
1: a Kamau. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know what you mean, but like I don't think he needed to move from Brisbane Rule. I understand like there might have been some differences between him and Moon, and obviously with Charlie Austin coming in and all that. But this was the season before. But like I thought he was well on his way to uh, <clears throat> a Socceroos call up and getting a transfer possibly to Europe. Um, but then yeah, something just happened, and he moved down to Western United to work under John Aloisi who himself was an attacker and I think, yeah, I don't know, for some reason it just didn't work out and it's been unfortunate because he was one of those guys where you thought, oh yeah, he's actually got a bit about him, you know, he might work his way up into the Socceroos team in the future and as, uh tends to be a little bit of a trend that just doesn't seem to happen so hopefully at the central coast um yeah you can find that um attacking flair that he showed so much promise at uh Brisbane Roar. another
0: one happened in the A-League recently Jordan Elsie departing Newcastle to Perth oh yes true so that one sort of flew un- under the radar a bit but...
2: and obviously Morgan
1: Schneider I'd like to pose the question to you first Andy would you rate possibly now Western Sydney Wanderers as one of the best, worst rounded 11s in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously we're, we're yet to see him play, but uh, it's looking like a pretty well rounded squad, isn't it? Be good to see him slide into the lineup. Keep up posted a mock, uh Oh yeah.
1: A mock lineup. If, oh
2: yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
1: If I can find it, uh, I'm doing <laughs> my
2: research on the fly. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, obviously uh, you've got to decide between New and and. Bezanich as to who partners Schneiderlin in, um, in midfield. And it's actually
0: quite a difficult situation because I think Bazanich yeah. has been really good. Tough for whoever does uh, miss out, you know, to make way for Schneiderlin. He's
1: come straight from Nice too. It's a pretty good signing, you know, mm. um, coming straight from a top-quality European club, uh, albeit at his... um. The end of his career, yeah. At the end of his career, uh, but we've got to remember like with these marquee players, if we want them, we need to get them from when they're coming from Europe, not when they're like you know, not once they not once after they've done free MLS yeah, yeah. in South America. That's true, that's we right. need them coming from Europe. I feel they, like we do uh, that too. Much. Del Piero came straight from Juventus for crying yeah. out loud, like if so- something like that, like. If something like that happened to us now, what would that, that equivalent be? You know, um, say like Lorenzo Insigne came straight for Napoli yeah. to us, but instead he's gone to Toronto FC. You know, yeah. that would, yeah, that that would be like that's what we need. Yeah, that's that's true. But Schneiderland's going to be a great addition. Dayo, do you see this as a piece that could propel Western Sydney to a championship possibly?
2: Uh, it could. Yeah, honestly, like I didn't think that their midfield was the mm. place they needed strengthening. I thought. Possibly mm. up top um, or on the wings even. Um, but, yeah, look, um, just to make their midfield even stronger, obviously, um, yeah, it could obviously propel them. I'm not not sure if they lose any attacking mm. impetus from Buzanic as well, but if he does replace him in the team. but Because uh, I don't think you can drop Newenhoff, I, I think he's too important. He's a great play their midfield, and yeah, so, yeah, it's a it's a good headache for for Rudin to have, but yeah, I don't know, it, it doesn't really solve their, um, their goal scoring and their replacement for Karpic, mm. so, I tend to agree, unless we just, unless Ted um, uh, Yangi is uh, fit and can play for the remainder of the season, it's going to be difficult to see where the goals are coming from. Apart from Borello on the wings, who's been good. So. Oh, there is one
1: more thing. Arnold, four of more course. years. I feel like that was pretty expected news.
0: Eh. Yeah, I, I think so and too. Are you stoked? I don't know. I like. I'm. I'm happy, but I think still, still a lot of work to do. Um.
1: You reckon maybe well, should have given two years?
0: Yeah, maybe it does seem like oh, quite a long. Should've extension doesn't it I think yeah like I get like that's the next World Cup I think but...
2: maybe an, after the Asian Cup would. yeah been. that's a good point we'll get him and to the Asian serves. Cup and then see how he performs because we have to remember that <laughs> before the World Cup we were on playing some pretty spooky yeah, football yeah that's right you yeah know, we, uh, we, we weren't exactly setting the world alight and we just scraped through against
0: Peru yeah, exactly
2: but before that, playing against Japan, Saudi and China Arabia, and Oman, we were mm. horrible. We were terrible. So, honestly, like I understand the fact that we weren't playing many games at home, and obviously the travel and everything would have been taking a toll on these guys. I understand that, but yeah, we just weren't we weren't there, and I'm not sure what we can do differently this time. I think now that we've played the World Cup and we know that we can perform against these, um, like against some top-quality opposition, how much that affects our mentality. Mm. And it is up to Arnold to keep that mentality up there. And mm. if not, if we get to the Asian Cup and we absolutely tank it, then look, I would honestly be cutting his uh, contract
1: short. Mm. Fair yeah. call. Cool. I think maybe, would you say it's fair, Andy, to... They're maybe looking for some stability. Um, yeah. You know, no, no Australian, no, no Australian football manager has ever uh, managed two World Cups before. So maybe that they ain't but, like that's kind of the bit of
0: yeah what they're going for. Yeah, that's them. a good point actually. Maybe they are like just to try and you know continue on that that World Cup form that uh, soccer is hit. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably all I can think of other than that because yeah, as Damien said, like other than the actual World Cup itself. A form leading into it wasn't great. A very short window to uh, base a four-year contract extension on. But, yeah, mm. as you said, Nick, the stability uh, might be what's uh, what sold them on him. Fair play.
1: Well, I think with that, fellas, that might wrap up this episode of the four-man wall. I'll encourage everyone to... Give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Pod, Apple Podcasts—is that what it's called? Wherever you listen to your podcasts and wherever the four man is available, and check out our social media on Instagram at Online Hub Media, and also at the Four Man Wall at the Four Man Wall, and that's the number four, not not not. Yeah, we should really make that obvious. <laughs> eh? Um come come be part of our club. Be the fifth follower of the Four Man Wall on Twitter. <laughs> come join us. Uh, come to an exclusive that's right. club. Exclusive club. Uh, check out Damo on Twitter. At MPL Oz
2: Playerscapes, thank you.
1: Check out Andy on um Check out Andy on at Wangrader's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find <laughs> me. <laughs> no worries. It's yeah. been a pleasure, and I hope I've been able to fill the boots of Deshawn today in the hosting. Sure. show. absolutely. It's a. Uh, it's not an easy gig. I've learnt on the fly today. <laughs> yeah, sports uh, journalism is hard. Yeah, it is. Well, sports journalism is hard, but I have a job now, so.
0: <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Hit him where it hurts. Ouch! I <laughs> that. Oh, I love you, Davey. <laughs> Two drive bys there. All
1: right. Uh, everyone, take care of yourself, and please don't play football in 30 degree heat. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Regardless, cracker of a uh, a night, you could say.
0: <laughs> a cracker. Enjoyed your New Year's Eve celebration, <laughs> cracker bro. Cracker of a night. Yeah, I, I saw the pun, I heard what you said, that's good. Just met with silence.
2: It's good, yeah. No, thanks for that. Um, I really thought that was going to go off. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs>